Welcome to the Autism Warriors podcast, episode 11. April is Autism Awareness Month, and tonight we're discussing at home with autism, our days. Our website is autismwarriors.com. Our email is feedback at sayitproductions.com. Our Twitter is sayitprods. Our Facebook is facebook.com backslash autism warriors and facebook.com backslash say it productions. Our voicemail is 813-915-6390. We're here live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, sayitproductions.com backslash live. We respect and uphold the rights of people to make choices concerning their family member with autism, whether it be vaccinations, therapies, their medications. My name is Erica Plord. I'm the mother to two children on the spectrum, Cassidy 9 and Garrett 7. As always, my co-host and cohort, Pamela Mari. Are you there? I am here. Good evening. My name is Pam Mari. I am mom to a little boy, age 13. His name is Joey, and he's also on the spectrum. So here we are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm burnt out. (laughs) Kipper's here, too. (laughs) Kipper's listening tonight, too. (laughs) I thought we'd go right to the resources that we've found. I found three resources. And for anybody that's out there listening that's in New Jersey, um, there is a – ooh, where'd it go? Okay, anyway. um, There is a great um, resource for you called Pathways for Exceptional Children. And their vision is to redefine the future for those with disabilities into one of success, inspiration, and hope. And that can be found at pathwaykids.org. I also found another one. It's called the Complete Special Needs Guide. That's at specialneedsalmanac.com and all your special needs information on one site. You can get your answers to questions about special needs and disabilities, find the latest treatments and therapies, learn how to advocate for appropriate education, protect protect your family with good financial planning that does not disqualify you for government benefits for disabilities. Wondering if you if you or your child has an undiagnosed disability, see the diagnostic checklist to help you decide if you need to pro- seek professional medical advice. I think I do. Um, curious about food allergies, nutrition, and dietary regimens? We have you covered. You could definitely check that one out. I They have stuff for assistive technology, medical issues, treatment and therapy, legal, financial, diagnostic checklists, resource. They have a a plethora of stuff on that website for you. And then I found today, because we in the past, um, Pam, have talked about Garrett being on red at school. Well, I found an Android app in the Android Marketplace 
Um, it's called the Behavior Status App, and that can be found at appbrain.com, and we'll provide a link to that in our show notes. Um, definitely check that one out. If you have an Android phone, you can um, get the Behavior Status App, and basically what you can do is you can record your child's level of behavior, whether they're on green, yellow, or red, and Garrett, they do this with Garrett at his school where he flips a card. He's either on green, yellow, orange, or red. Well, they only have the three on this app, but like this morning I put him on, I had downloaded the application. I put him on yellow because he gave me a hard time about getting ready for school. And then I had a little, it has a little place where you could document what the behavior is. And then it's a quick, you know, a quick reference for you. Um, to be able to use that. And it, I, I thought it was a great resource for myself. So if anybody out there needs something to document their child's behaviors throughout the day, um, it's also good for teachers too. But um, you know, if anybody's out there that needs something like that, they can definitely check out that um, appbrain.com. Well, that'd be good if you were trying to discern the antecedent to a behavior. Exactly. You know, you you got to catch it when it happens. So if you have that uh, in your hand and you can record that, then you can go back and look at it and say, okay, right before this happened, we were doing this. Exactly. So that would be that would be cool. I even uh, put Cassidy apps, in there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> go ahead. Speaking of apps. Just speaking of apps, uh, and that it's the last week of Autism Awareness Month. I probably should have known this sooner, but I ran into this that there are free ABA, meaning free. Applied Behavioral Behavior Analysis Applications available for the month of April because April is Autism Awareness Month at a website called kindergarten.com. And I checked it out. It's pretty cool. It features a lot of different applications that teach things such as problem solving, um, teaching your child what belongs, what does not belong, things that go together, feature function and class of a particular item. After April 30th, all the apps there will be 99 cents each. But for the remainder of Autism Awareness Month, they're free, absolutely free. And they are for the iPad or iPod Touch. And you can find it in iTunes also. But go to the kindergarten.com website. I wish I had an iPhone. (laughs) I don't have an iPod Touch, though, or, or an iPad. So. But that would be great. That sounds like great applications there, you know? If it's free, you can try it. If you don't like it, you know, nothing. Exactly. Nothing lost. Nothing lost. Nothing ventured, so, nothing gained. A um, day in the life of, of your family. So at home with autism, my day. <laughs> well, during the school week, we have a whole lot of structure. But morning time is tough toughest for Garrett. He rarely wakes up happy. He's grumpy. He doesn't want to do anything in the morning. He doesn't want to get dressed for school. He doesn't want to eat breakfast. He doesn't want to get on the school bus. He hates everything. That's, I hate school. I hate this. I hate you. I hate her. I hate this. You know, that's a a typical morning in, 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 but they still, I mean, structurally or structure wise, they wake up at the same time every day. Their repetitive behavior is turning the TV on to watch SpongeBob. Well, 
Well, Cassidy doesn't like SpongeBob, but Garrett does. So they watch SpongeBob or they go directly for their DS. I've been trying to hide things on them lately, like hide their DS. Like I hid my daughter's DS tonight. So when she wakes up in the morning, she's not going to be able to find it. So she might revert to something else. She generally gets up and starts drawing. He goes for the TV. But um, when it comes down to eating breakfast, he has a mini meltdown because he doesn't want to be taken away from whatever he's doing. Um, but since I, since I know he likes eggs, we give him eggs every morning for breakfast. I don't know if that's healthy or not, but you know what? He, if he'll eat, if that's all he'll eat, then that's what I'm going to give him. So I don't, so I can avoid the meltdown. Um, Uh, getting on the bus, like as this morning, he was kicking and screaming because he didn't. He had just poured himself something to drink, and the bus showed up. I was out on the front porch waiting for the bus. Didn't know he was pouring himself something to drink. I would have been like, "Take it with you," <laughs> you know. He's like, "Oh, kicking, kicking and screaming the whole way to the bus." Gets on the bus, and they say, "Good morning, Garrett." And he's like, "Oh," and you see him sit right behind the the bus monitor. And he's banging on the windows, banging on the windows. I'm oh, like, I don't want to say I'm glad to hear that, but I'm glad to hear that because I thought my son was the only one that did that. Now uh, I feel better. He was banging on the windows. He does that quite often um, throughout the school week. Uh, he, But you know what? The good thing is when they come home after school, he melts down at the thought of having to do homework. But he stops himself and goes, oh, what's wrong with me? And then goes, okay, I'll do my homework. <laughs> like, what the heck is that? You know? Uh, um, Cassidy does does sit down and do her homework, but that doesn't necessarily mean she's completed it. I have, um, actually, I went, she sent her to bed tonight early because she, at the last minute, decided to tell show me the test score, a quiz score that she got, and it was a 44%. Because she didn't do her homework yesterday appropriately, and there was a test on it today. So she got a 44. And um, so the teacher said, sent it home and said that the parent had to sign it. And I was, and you tell me this at 7 o'clock when you could have told me when you first got home? No, this, this isn't going to fly. Go to bed. Oh, she hemmed and hawed and you hate me and I hate you and this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, I'm glad, I'm sorry you feel that way, but nonetheless, you're going to bed. So she, she, she went up there, she went to bed, but, uh, I try to tell them that it doesn't, that, that they're, you know, they, they both give up very easily when they're doing their homework, you know, and they get frustrated because probably because a lot of children with autism want to do things perfectly if they can't if they have that thought in their head that they can't do it perfectly then they're then they give up they're like i'm i can't i can't do it perfectly so i'm not going to do it and that's yeah. how both you, my kids are are you guys like joey in that they'll crumple up the paper and start over yes you'll crumple up the paper <laughs> crumple up the paper and start over crumple a whole up ream the paper. of paper yeah mm-hmm. yeah pretty much go through a whole ream of paper just trying to do homework um but I try to tell them it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, we it doesn't have to be perfect, but it does have to be done. I'm not going to get on your case if you get something wrong. It's okay to be wrong sometimes, you know. Um, 
but they don't get that and they get frustrated and they give up very easily. So I'm trying to work on that with them and work on Cassidy doing her homework appropriately, trying to work on, um, I'm also thinking they're very disorganized. Not so much Garrett. Garrett's kind of like, you know, OCD a little bit, but Cassidy, she's very, very disorganized. And I'm trying to, wor- I'm going to start working on her a little bit more with, you know, you need to not crumple up your papers and put them at the bottom of the backpack. You put them neatly into your folder this stuff comes home. This stuff goes back to school. The stuff that comes home, mommy will take out of the ba- out of the folder. You cannot keep crumpling it up and throwing it in the bottom of your backpack. You have a daily planner for a reason. Your 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 um teacher gives you an assignment. You write it in your daily planner. There's no need to write it on a separate piece of paper that's crumpled up in the bottom of your backpack because you have a whole book right there. And that's what you use. That's how you know what your homework is. Because yesterday she came home, she didn't know what her homework was. And she she said, I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I'm like, why would you write it down on a piece of paper? You have that planner. So I have to definitely work on some organizational skills with Cassidy. Um, They're still young, though. I mean, they're young. They're they're young. Yeah. Yeah. I see other parents with... I hate to use the term neurotypical kids, teenagers going through the same thing. You yeah. Know, they forget to write it down. They don't write down the right assignment. And like you say, they wait till seven o'clock at night to tell you, you know, oh, I need poster board for this assignment. And then it has to be done tomorrow. And, you know, the whole schmageggy. So I don't, I don't fault your guys too much for that. But my question to you was when they're doing the homework and, and you can see that they're frustrated I would assume, are they able to then, if you go and you say, Garrett, what's bugging you? Is he, <laughs> able, is he able to say, I'm no good at math, I, I can't get this problem? Or can he, he, he not says, can he not explain to he, you what? He can't explain to me what his frustration is at that particular moment. Um, he just gets really frustrated and he'll storm off into the other room. He'll throw the pencil throw the paper down, storm off into whichever room he decides because there's really only downstairs, there's the kitchen or mom's bedroom. (laughs) So he'll either storm off into the kitchen or storm off and bang his head on the couch or bang his head on the wall. Um, Homework's difficult with Carrot. If he doesn't want to do it, if he thinks he's done something wrong or I try to explain to him, sometimes I sit down with him and I do the homework with him and he's not getting a certain math concept and he gets frustrated, he'll hit himself in the head. Um, but if you ask him, why are you so frustrated? What's going or You know, Garrett, what's I don't like saying what's wrong because he's been doing this thing where there's something wrong with me. What's wrong with me? Why are you acting that way, Garrett? I don't know. I This is too hard. I'm like, but it's not hard. You, you've it's, you know, and then I explain the concept to him. You know, what more can I do? Um, you know, because <laughs> I've got one over here frustrated because she forgot what she wrote it down. And then I got the other one over here frustrated because he can't do it right. He thinks he can't do it right. Not that he can't do it right. He thinks he can't do it right. And he's very rigid. Thought. It's still a good thing that he's able to say it's too hard and that. 
now I kind of see why the teachers were saying to me at the last ISPT meeting or IEP meeting or whatever it was that they wanted Joey to be able to label things as easy and hard. And I said, well, why? You know, maybe I'm stupid, but why? And they said, well, because if he is doing something that's quote unquote hard for him and becomes frustrated, then if he can come up with no other verbiage to describe his frustration, he can say, this is hard. And then they will yeah. know that it's the task that is is giving him the fit, not something in the environment or what have you. So yeah, give him kudos. At least he can say that. You know, it's, it's, it's hard <laughs> to explain sometimes why things are hard for us, I guess. You know, I just don't get it. Yeah. You know, how, many times, we- how many times have you said that? I just don't get it. And for somebody that does get it, they look at you like, what's the matter with you? What do you mean you don't get it? Yeah, I could I could so. totally relate to his frustration though. I mean, and and I look at him and when he gets that frustrated where he's banging his head, I'm like, well, obviously behaviors communication and their his outbursts are consistent with frustration. So, if I can somehow figure out how to get him to the point where he does not get frustrated. He didn't have homework yesterday and he didn't have homework today. Although I found out yesterday because mom made the mistake of not checking the backpack Friday, not this past Friday, but the Friday before because they had vacation all last week. I didn't check his backpack on Friday because I figured, oh, they're on vacation. They probably didn't give him any homework. I gave him a whole freaking packet. And don't I feel like the dumb mom, you know? Mom hey, always mom you know. always checks the backpack except on Fridays. Hey, you're only human. But here, my question to you is when he's when he's obviously frustrated with the homework and he bangs his head and you had said something about oh, something about like I can't relieve his frustration or or what have you. No, you can't, and you can't relieve mine or anyone else's, but how do you, how Bring do you him approach? Back. Now, how do you deal with that behavior? Because you want him to do some other replacement behavior, other than banging himself in the head, to express the fact. You know, do you say like, well, instead of banging your head when you're frustrated, why don't you do this, and then I will know that you need help or something? Because you know what I'm saying. That's yeah. Not well, a- typically, he he gets. It gets, it escalates. So sometimes I can say, hey, Garrett, it's okay. Try again. But he has also found some fine motor skills issues that are going on. So he has trouble writing. And so I am particular about him having penmanship that is legible. <laughs> And I will, and he gets frustrated. I think also he gets frustrated with me because I go and I say, I'll erase. I have a big pink eraser and I erase it. And I say, Garrett, you got the question right, but you need to write it again. (gasps) I'm like, Garrett, that your, your, your four looks like just the bottom of a square because you're not writing on the line. You need to write above the line. You're. Whatever number looks like an S. 
his number five looks like an S. I'm like, you need to write a five, not an S. I'm particular. I said, I'm sorry, Garrett. I'm sorry I'm making you write this again, but we need to make this look neat so the teacher knows you got that question right. And then, you know, sometimes he gets frustrated. Sometimes he doesn't. It's not an everyday, an everyday occurrence that he gets frustrated. It's just sometimes. And this, and the sometimes is probably two, three out of the five days of the week, you know? So when he does get homework, because like tonight he didn't have homework and last night he didn't have homework. So, but, uh, you know, we work through it. It take it only takes him, it's a half an hour, but it seems like two, it feels like two hours <laughs> when it's happening. Probably feels like it for him too. I'm like, please stab me in the eye with a pencil. Wow. <laughs> I can't take this. And then I go, mommy's going to take a time out. I go outside on the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm and busy. have a timeout, a timeout stick. I have a timeout stick. To, yeah, yeah, as we used to call it at work. I have a timeout stick. Um, but I mean, at, after he's done, but you know, once they're done with their homework, they're like, "Okay, we get to do anything we want." No. Okay, Garrett. Garrett's day is a very long day. I mean, he gets picked up at eight fifteen in the morning. He does not get home from school. Until four o'clock in the afternoon. His school lets out Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. They let out at 3.15. He has a 45-minute bus drive. Yeah, so do we. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. A 45-minute, that's a long time to be sitting on a bus. How far do you actually live from the school? A couple miles. Same here. We're like five minutes away, but he's on the bus for 45 minutes. Yeah. It's like it's it's a good two or three miles, I think. I don't know. I, I never calculated it, but you know. And the, but he gets off the bus. He's like, la la la. I'm so happy. I'm home. Do do do. I get to see mom. I don't really care about Cassidy, but <laughs> you know. And then he does his homework, and then. But Cassidy still doing her homework and she's frustrated because now Garrett gets to do whatever he wants until dinner time and she's not done with her homework. So she starts getting you could feel it escalating. Oh, would you be quiet, Garrett? I'm trying to do my homework. <laughs> like, he's just making noise like today. I walked out to take a time out and I came back in and I heard them arguing because I left the front door open because it's warm enough to do that now. I left the front door open and I could hear them arguing in here. And I'm like, okay, what are they arguing about now? I come in and I sit down on the couch and I say, okay, well, why were you guys arguing while I was out taking my time out? And Cassidy says, because he was making noise and I'm trying to do my homework. I said, okay. And what did Garrett say? He said, I'm sorry, but he yelled it at me. So that's why I was arguing with him. Like, well, he said he was sorry. That was nice, wasn't it? But he didn't say it in a nice way, Mom. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. Did he stop making the noise? Well, yeah. I said, so then why were you still arguing with him? Because I was frustrated. I'm like, okay, just finish your homework. I will sit here. I'll make sure Garrett's quiet. And you finish your homework, and then we're done with it. And then you guys can go 
you know, they she finished her homework. And then before I could even say, then you guys can go outside and play the little boy that lives across the we have we live in a duplex. He lives on the neck in in the dupe, the other duplex, the other side of the duplex. And he came over and knocked on the door and wanted to come over and play. So I'm like, OK, play, <laughs> play. And they're like, can we go on the PlayStation? I'm like, no, there's a certain time that you can go on the PlayStation. And right now is not the time. You know, they're very, I, I have it structured, you know, okay, Garrett gets off the bus at four o'clock. Cassidy gets off at three thirty-five. Garrett gets off at four. They both are doing, you know, Cassidy starts her homework as soon as she gets home. Garrett starts his homework as soon as he gets home. So by four thirty, quarter to five, they're done, both done with their homeworks, homework, five o'clock dinner time. Five, well, between five and five thirty, it, it, it depends on whether mom wants to cook or not. Um, <laughs> So between 5 and 5.30, they have dinner. Tonight, they had it a little bit earlier. So they had it about 5 of 5. And then they got to go outside and play. Next thing I knew, it was 6.15, where normally Garrett gets in his shower at 6 o'clock exactly. Because he goes to bed for 7 o'clock. Because I like to get him, he takes his shower, then he can come downstairs, and the two of them can play on the PlayStation together for an hour. 45 minutes to an hour tops. Um, you know, that's wind down time, I guess, for them. And then 7.30, Cassidy goes to bed. It's a beautiful day. Wonderful. Everybody's sleeping. <laughs> I'll be up here till 10. Really? That used yeah. to be, my, you know, that used to be how I was. Um, uh, the Garrett would stay up till 11 o'clock at night and I was like, and I'm trying to sleep and this kid is still wired for sound. And it was, I finally decided that they were not allowed. This was before we moved into this apartment. Um, we lived in a one bedroom apartment and then we were all on top of each other basically. And he would stay up till 11 o'clock at night watching the television or watching, you know, videos because they didn't have cable in their room. They just had a, a DVD player. He would he would stay up all night watching the freaking main menu of Finding Nemo. No, okay. but then I found Wonder Drug Melatonin, and that helped. I would give it to him by. I when I first started giving to giving it to him, I gave it to him by eight o'clock. By nine o'clock, they were sleeping. And I'm like, that's still not good enough because Garrett would not get up in the morning. So then I slowly started giving it to them earlier and earlier so I could ramp them up to going to bed for seven and then seven thirty. So it's all it's all worked out. It's all worked itself out. Now they know the routine. They know what's expected of them during the week. Heck if I know what goes on the week goes on on the weekends when they are with their father. <laughs> I know that he does. He doesn't give them melatonin. I know that he, it's pretty much an unstructured environment. But you know what? Let him. Let him wreak havoc over there. Does it come back to bite you in the in um, the behind when they come home then? Because of the difference in the the lack of structure versus versus your system. It used to before I structured before I structured our environment at home. It used to bite me in the rear end. But now that they know what's expected of them at home, they they kind of just kind of float right back in. Oh, we're at mom, we're at mom's. We we're at home now. Um, 
we were expected to go to bed at seven o'clock on Sunday night where Cassidy's expected to go to bed at seven thirty. Garrett's supposed to take a shower at six o'clock. They kind of just fall right back into the routine, which is, which is excellent. Um, it is excellent. <laughs> really? It's like, woo, finally, you know, finally, it's like, wow, it's finally working for us. And it's been especially wonderful to see now that they each have their own bedroom, it's so much easier to get them to go to bed. So much easier. They're like more, they're calmer now. They're a little, you know, they still have their their stuff that, you know, behaviors, certain behaviors happen. But they go to bed. The Garrett's like, okay, I'm going to bed. You know, he didn't want to go to bed tonight. I had to had to have a little talk with him and put him on yellow. <laughs> Said you're being put on yellow. We'll see how you are in the morning. But um, you know that's pretty much our day. We're working on so- social skills or lack thereof. I mean, because sometimes they play well with others. At other times, they just want to play by themselves and not not allow an outsider to come in. With Garrett, we're working on switching from one task to another. You can't stop him from doing what he wants to do because he will melt down and start the I hate everything statements. And when asked to stop an inappropriate behavior, he will shout, I don't care. Um, he also gets physically violent and, you know, he'll hit mom. And uh, it takes every fiber of my being not to whack him back. <laughs> you know, you're like, come on, kid. You know, I'm bigger than you. Why am I letting you abuse me? But... Once he's done with all, and then I'll go, are you done now? And he'll go, yeah, okay. All right. Um, I have him, well, I have Cassidy. Two years ago, we started Cassidy with behavior modification therapy. She's in the girls group to, on Monday nights to assist her with her coping skills in social situations. And that started almost three months ago. And it's helped with most of her behaviors at home. Um, Garrett had his intake appointment uh just about two weeks ago, but has not started his therapy. We were supposed to do this this past Friday, but apparently the therapist ended up in the hospital. So, um, But we set up some goals and objectives for him for the behavior modification therapy. And one of the goals is he has to say something good about himself at least three times per week in the hopes that he will understand that there is nothing wrong with him. Also, he will be evaluated by a psychiatrist coming soon to theaters near you. Um, he'll be evaluated by a psychiatrist to see if he needs meds to counteract his behaviors. Now, I'm not a big believer in medications, but if it will help him, then we might just try it. I, I'm kind of iffy about it. Um, Cassidy is starting. Uh, I've noticed since she didn't have therapy on Monday and she was supposed to go to therapy today. She hasn't been to individual therapy in a, in, in at least two weeks. It's going on three weeks. Um, she, she every once in a while will stay. You think I'm stupid. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I think you're stupid. And you're not stupid, you know. But, you know, so then we have to, and I say to her, you know what JC, her therapist, she wrote a beautiful essay about JC over, over the course of last week because she had an essay that she had to write about a helping hands hero. And she wrote about JC, her therapist, and how JC has helped her to learn how to, you know, uh, say no when she wants to say no or how to talk about her I feel statements. I said, now, 
Cassidy, what would JC say to you when you say, I think you're stupid or you think I'm stupid? You can't read my mind, Cassidy. And she's like, yeah, JC would say that I can't read your mind. He said, okay, whatever. But many of their um, behaviors make me feel sometimes like I'm not doing good enough as a parent. Or perhaps I've instilled this in them. I have guilt big time. I don't know. I think we all do. We all want to do the best we possibly can and eradicate every every bad thing that we see. You know, and I, from what I hear, the way you have things structured and, and flowing, it sounds to me like, like you've done a heck of a job. I mean, I can't, I can't say I have any kind of system comparable to that going on here. That's we went sure. from being completely unstructured to having to have structure because I was literally being driven crazy. <laughs> I went off the deep end at the end of 2009 and I was like, okay, something has to give because mommy's going to end up in a four point restraints. Okay. <laughs> So we just, I just worked my way up. I mean, I started from nuts to bolts, I guess they would say. You know, started from nothing and and made it something. And, you know, we used to have family meetings. We haven't had a family meeting in a while um, just to go over the rules of the house. The, The kids like that. They like to be included in that. They like, Cassidy loves to write what the rules are. She likes to break them, but she also loves to write what the rules are and what the consequences are. So, you know, I figured if that gives them a little bit of motivation and self-esteem and self-efficacy, all that stuff, then what the heck, we'll start doing the, the, the family meetings again. But so how, how, how does your day look like? <laughs> well, depends on what day. But during the school week, I guess, you know, sometimes it's hard to see the good, the good things that happen to us because we're so hooked on the bad and wanting to get rid of the bad. But morning here is a lot better than it used to be. A lot. Getting up and getting moving for school used to be a big problem. And Joey's not a morning person, so that doesn't doesn't help. I know Our, what you I know yeah. I feel your pain. I know Garrett is not a morning person either, so <laughs> our waking up ritual is pretty much the same to the T every morning. I go in, I wake Joey up and I hand him my iPhone. Uh, it's something visually stimulating to keep him awake. He watches his YouTube vids on the phone as he wakes up. And then I'll putz around the kitchen getting his lunchbox ready and whatnot. And then I normally give him a drink of water, spring water, because that's what he wants when he wakes up, in a bottle. And I hand it to him and I simply say, here. And I wanted to say that that seems rude. But I've learned from experience, and that's bad experiences, that he has some aversion to the phrase, do you want? So if I hand him the bottle and I say, do you want a drink? We have a meltdown. I don't know why. I I don't know why. I used to think it was related to the term sip. Do you want a sip? Um, But through a little experimentation, I I found out that it's not that. It's it's the do you want phrase. Don't, Don't ask me why. Go figure. (laughs) <laughs> I, I have no idea. I haven't figured that one out yet. So I just kind of take the bottle, shove it in his face and say, here, you know, really rude, but it, it works. And then also, of course, you know, I lay out his clothes and don't forget to cut the tags out of all the clothing. 
because if there's one left in there, if there's a little stringy thing sticking out where you cut the tag, and, and I just love cutting tags out at 5 a.m. in the morning because half the time I'll cut a hole in the stinking T-shirt <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the tag out. You know, you just bought the dang thing. You're half awake, and I'm there with the scissors, and I'm cutting the tag out, and I'll be like, oh, my God, I put a hole in the damn thing, you know. But he's real sensitive to tags. Ah. So the tag's got to go. Uh, this year he rides the short bus and not the van. Uh, we've had some problems with the bus driver, so I try to keep him in a good mood as we are getting on the bus so that she can't complain. And as she said, the bus ride is over 40 minutes long, which is a long time for our kids. You know, nothing to do, other screaming kids, you know, the whole schmageggy. But all things considered, I have to say, in the morning, all I have to say to him is, hey, Joey, come on, we're going to miss the bus. And he's up and ready, you know. And like you, we used to have to fight to get him to remove himself from the VCR. And I mean fight. So I'm I'm thankful that that doesn't come into play anymore. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And in the afternoon, most times, if I'm able to, I'll pick him up at quitting time. But that in itself has its own rituals that go along with it. If I'm parked behind his friend's grandma's car who picks him at school, it's like a race, you know, quick, we got to follow him, you know. Well, if she she's zooming along in front of me and she beats me out of the parking lot and I lose her, it's like, oh, God, you know, here we go. We're going to have a problem with that. After we leave there, we go every day, another ritual, we go to McDonald's, which has to do with his self-restricted diet and just yeah. the plain ritual in itself. We go every day after school. We get the same thing every day. Everybody knows us. You know, you can hear the kids on the headsets talking to each other saying, don't you know, don't you know what she gets every day, you know, <laughs> because they, they just know it. I get the same thing every day, you know. And when I do order something like today, I got a milkshake. The kid was like, wait a minute. Something's, I said, it's all right. I ordered something additional. Don't worry. That's why the price is different. Don't worry about, it. you know. But, <laughs> having, yeah, I threw him for a loop. I ordered an extra pie or something, you know, and they're like, ah. Um, but having, they're having this, sensory, they're having rigidity of thought. Yeah, you know, no, you can't change your order. But again, with the Joey's very rigid, and when we go through the drive-through, and the kid, you know how they are. Okay, I wanted this. I want a hamburger. I want a coke. I want a shake. Their their response is, "Is there anything else, or is that everything?" Okay, is that everything? So your your normal response would be, "Yes, that's everything." I'm not allowed to say yes. Oh, my goodness. I can't say yes. So imagine, it's so automatic. You know, you, you spiel off your stuff. The guy says, is that everything? And you're like half, it like half comes out of your body. Uh, yeah. You know, and you have to catch yourself and say, uh, thank you. And the kids probably wonder why I never say affirmative, you know. But they kind of got. Absolutely, I'd be saying, absolutely, thank you. <laughs> oh, it, it's a real challenge because that, wow. don't ask me why, that's a. It's a ritual, it's a script, and he has his answers that he wants to it. And if I say something different, it's trouble time. Um, Today, when he got off the bus, I didn't notice they were early, but the bus driver said to me, she said, he was complaining he was sweaty and he wanted to take his shorts off, so we dropped him off first. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a real issue with having a sweaty butt, pardon me, you know. So I said, okay, fine, thanks a lot, you know it. I'm constantly chasing him around the house to put his PJ pants on because he would rather be like commando, you know, all the time. Nothing. He'd rather be buck naked. 
Yeah, he could care less, you know, and and would care less. Doesn't matter who's here. Doesn't matter if he's outside, you know. So that's another fun thing I have to deal with. And the one that, like you said, you're ready to go out on the porch or jump off a bridge or something. <laughs> one that is currently the most aggravating for me is, and you could probably hear it in the background. I could. Is the banging. Banging his hand down on almost any flat surface. This goes on all day long, many times due to overexcitement with the TV, VCR, computer, which is where he is now in the kitchen with like 15 forms of media running at once. Uh, it, it's something he uses for both excitement, frustration, or maybe we still don't know if there's some sensory component to it. I've been told there is, but... I would think there is. I can't figure out any other substitute for it you know this it's very hard for me to extinguish here at home i've not been successful at all however at school it's almost i would say one percent of what it is here and like you had said sometimes it makes me feel like a failure because what am i doing wrong what am i not doing am i not hard enough am i not consistent enough is he making a jerk out of me you know but then you'll have other people that will say oh it's home you need to kind of let him Vent. He's in know. his most comfortable when they're yeah. at home. They're in their most comfortable environment, and that's where they can behave whichever way they want, without not so much without getting in trouble or not having consequences. But that's their most comfortable environment. So anything goes, and Mom's not going to not love me. Yeah. You know? That's I'm not going to scare the crap out of other people. Um, pe- the people at my house will still want to be near me. So, you know, they, can, they contain it in them within themselves all day at school. And then they come home and, you know, like you know, a little like volcano, go. Finger out of the dike or something. It just, you know, everything, all the water comes over the dam and it's just like, oh, you know. Why am I so special that I get all this? You know, because <laughs> they know you can handle it. Oh, some days you just don't think you can, though. So yeah, I I can relate. I can relate. I get headaches, frequent headaches. Like I feel like my brain's gonna explode. Just so frustrated, and you know, but it's, no, that's our our average. Our average, average day. Average day. Your average bear. You know. Well, I'm gonna just go with one of our random news stories for today. And I'm going to go with melatonin help for sleepless kids, um, only because I love melatonin. <laughs> melatonin br- has brought me so much joy to my life. <laughs> both my children are on melatonin. They both take um, six milligrams each a night. That's the what form? Uh, pill form. Garrett used to take it. You could buy it at GNC and you can get the chewable kind at GNC. Actually, they're dissolvable, but they would chew them. He chewed them. Um, but I finally got him to start taking pills by dropping it, dropping the pill in applesauce and then giving them the applesauce and he's able to swallow the pill. So, Okay. And um, what, since I don't know, what would you – I mean I've heard of it, but – It's a dietary supplement. Yeah, what is it? It's a dietary supplement. Basically, your brain makes melatonin, and if you are not producing enough melatonin, um, you're not going to sleep well. 
that's basically the whole concept of it. You take the melatonin, melatonin, and it creases the melatonin in your system, and then you're able to sleep a little bit better. Um, for my kids, it knocks them out. I've taken it myself, and wow, what a great night's sleep. <laughs> course i don't i don't need the melatonin anymore because i got mommy's little helpers but uh you know uh but anyway the i got this off of the autismnews.com and it was by dr peter neiman of the calgary herald he said more research needed to answer unsolved unresolved questions but my 10 year old son finds it hard to fall asleep at night we've tried a number of methods to help him but nothing work seems to work is it safe for children to use melatonin answer the use of melatonin for children is becoming more common it appears to be safe and effective for the most part but there are still a number of unresolved questions that require further research when it gets dark at night the body's natural response is to produce melatonin which is a hormone synthesized by the pineal gland in the head. See, we're answering your question already. Normally, most individuals will fall asleep within 15 to 20 minutes after lying down, but up to 25% of children experience difficulties in falling asleep. How is it used? In adults, melatonin is mainly used to manage jet lag and delayed sleep onset disorders. However, some have suggested that it may also help to delay aging and prevent certain cancers. It's worth noting here that data on the uses of melatonin in adults cannot be extrapolated to children because synthetically made melatonin supplements in Canada are sold as natural health products. This is a Canadian um, news story. Um, Are sold as natural health products. Medical claims are carefully scrutinized and authorities require proper research to confirm both the safety and efficiency of melatonin. There is, this is where the current research is in a Swiss cheese state. A number of papers are available, but the large gaps must still be sorted out. So anyway, basically you need to take it 20 to 30 minutes before bedtime. It's over the counter. It's an over the counter product. It comes in three forms, pill, liquid, or or for under the tongue. Um, And according to a survey of U.S. pediatricians, 15 to 20% have recommended the use of melatonin to patients who have trouble falling asleep because the question was, is it, is it safe? The side effects of synthetic melatonin include vivid dreams, nightmares, a rise in blood glucose, and if the dose is too high, drowsiness the next day. So you have to make sure you get the right right dosage so you're not the the kids not drowsy the next day or anything like that. But maybe that's why Garrett's been saying, "I hope I don't have any a nightmare tonight." Maybe he's taking too much. Maybe that's causing his nightmares, but I mean, his pediatrician um, okayed him to have it, but. Yeah, I no. just wondered. I mean, I can't say I've heard of it, but I never really read up much on it. So how was your week? Well, we had a four-day school week due to Easter vacation, and Joey asked the Easter Bunny for four uh, VHS tapes. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> uh, no candy here that mom got from eBay. Thank God for eBay. And one was from a series called Amazing Animals. And Joey described the tape to me as having the title Dangerous Animals. And I'm on looking and looking and looking. There must have been like 17 or 18 
in this series of tapes, and I couldn't find it. So I said, look, you got to get on. Let's get on eBay. We'll look it up, and you point to – you show me the box. Well, here it was endangered animals, (laughs) not dangerous animals, okay? So I found it, and um, he was very happy with what the Easter Bunny brought him. He always wants toys or games or things that were made 10 years ago or 15 years ago, you know, uh, which sometimes are hard to get even with eBay or Amazon. Yeah. And right now we're having very much anxiety over a CD game we used to have called Barney Walk Around Town. And it was Barney walking around town, going to the flower shop and the bakery and all this rot, you know. I can't find a dang thing anywhere. And he keeps asking about it, and I feel really bad every day saying, you know, the mailman's coming, you know. He's going to get some kind of hate going on for the mailman because he's not bringing this thing, you know. He's going to beat the living tar yeah. out of the mailman. Blame it on the mailman. <laughs> uh, but yesterday he had a good time. Daddy let him drive the zero-turn lawn tractor, which I can't He did a great even... job. He was doing yeah. a great job. Yeah, he had a blast, and he did a great job, and he earned 20 bucks, which did not seem to have much of an effect on him. He, so yeah, like, whatever. Piggy... Yeah, okay, put in my piggy bank, you know. But So now I'm trying to, to reinforce, well, okay, you've earned it. What do you want to spend it on? So now he wants to buy another tape. Oh, my goodness. From Nickelodeon called Pete and Pete, some series, two brothers named the same thing, Pete. Pete, each... Pete and Pete. Yeah. So PNP, I think it's called. So now tonight we're on again on eBay trying to find these 15, 20 year old VHS tapes. So, uh, so how was yours? How was your week? Well, for the most part, nothing, not much happened. Garrett was with it. They had, um, you know, Easter or spring vacation from Monday to Friday last week. Uh, Garrett was with um, dad until Friday where he was supposed to go to a therapy appointment on Friday at two o'clock. Well, we went all the way to the therapist. I dropped my, I dropped Cassidy off with my father at my grandmother's house. And, um, we went to, you know, to the therapy appointment. We got there and I said, Garrett, sit down. I have to go use the bathroom. So I went and I used the bathroom. I come out and Garrett's talking to the receptionist, Kathy. And she says, you didn't get our phone call. I said, what are you talking about? JC's in the hospital therapy's been canceled and we don't know when she's coming back i was like oh okay not a problem (laughs) um so garrett and i got back in the car and we went back to my grandmother's house and sat and talked to my grandmother for a while and you know then uh came home and we were playing we had company this weekend we had uh Corey and CJ up this weekend from New Jersey and my kids were not very um very nice <laughs> they showed their inability to effectively socialize <laughs> they, they argued nearly all of Saturday and Sunday nothing pleased Garrett I wanted to be stabbed in the eye with a pencil one thing I did notice is that my kids would leave CJ out of the picture and I like to say rude but I also understand that they're on the spectrum and their ability to effectively cope with social situations is skewed um, they're used they're very used to playing alone only with each other and they would leave poor CJ out and then an argument would ensue I found it very difficult to make them understand that the continual continual arguing had to stop 
Um, I felt badly for CJ, of course. Eventually, we just took all the electronics away and told them that they had to um, use your imagination. But there's nothing to do. It's a beautiful day outside. Go outside. Use your imagination. Ride a bike. Hit a ball. Throw a ball. Do something other than being in the house and and strapped to an electronic. Um, Garrett... Again, with the I hate every the I hate statements, um, Cassidy initially kept to herself, but then started to be bratty, quote unquote, true. And I use the term bratty very loosely. I suppose Garrett was overwhelmed by the excitement. He did settle down for a little while, but then the bickering continued. Um, It was a tough weekend, but we got through it and uh, it and then. On Saturday, Cassidy asked if she could use her netbook. And I said, sure, bring it on over. I'll put the password in because I have, you know, password protected on everything. And uh, so she brings it over and it boots up. It gets to the sign on screen and the keyboard's not working. And I'm sitting here baffled. Why isn't the keyboard not? Why is the keyboard not working? Come to find out. On Thursday, when I had an appointment and Pepe, her grandfather, my father, watched her, she spilled milk on the damn thing. Oh, God. She didn't tell me until Saturday. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sick of forking me. I'm done. Bad, bad weekend. Good week. (laughs) But I'd like to thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you for being my host tonight. Co-host, rather. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for hosting this, Pam. Ooh, I'm stressed. Um, yeah. <laughs> what we'll be talking about next week, we will be talking about real autism warriors with special guest Gretchen Mansfield-Wilson, founder of the Sean Ashley House in Houston, Texas. You can email us at feedback at sayitproductions.com. Our voicemail is 813-915-6390. Our website is autismwarriors.com. Our Twitter is sayitprods. Facebook, facebook.com backslash autismwarriors. And facebook.com backslash sayitproductions. Catch us live 8 p.m. every Tuesday night. Um, you can... There are many ways in which you can donate to the Say It Productions uh, website, and you could check that out at sayitproductions.com backslash donate. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Autism Warriors podcast. Catch you next week. Mm-hmm.